sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. Today we're going to talk about the number one religious liberty issue in Congress these days, which is addressing the balance between gay rights and religious freedom. Our guest is Melissa Reed, and I forget to ask you how you prefer to be introduced, Melissa, associated in the Religious Liberty Department of the Seventh-day Adventist Church and doing legislative work now for the church in Congress, yes? That's exactly right. Thanks. Great to be a part of the conversation today. So I think our listeners probably have heard of the Equality Act. Uh, Fewer, perhaps, have heard of its competition, Fairness for All. Why don't you give us the big picture first? What's going on with these bills dealing with LGBT rights? Sure. So as you mentioned, Alan, the Equality Act has really, it was, um, you know, has been introduced a few times in previous uh, sessions of Congress, um, but really has gained some momentum this session, which began in January. It passed in the House of Representatives for the second time and, you know, it has had a, a Senate Judiciary hearing uh, as well, which is a first for that piece of legislation. So as you said, because of sort of the climate of society, and also because of this political momentum, uh, we really are seeing, as you said, these balancing of rights, these rights that seem to have a tension or a conflict. But I think we are able as a society to be able to be respectful of both uh, those in the LGBT community and also at the same time respectful of our longstanding religious protections uh, that we enjoy as Americans. And so the Equality Act is basically putting into federal legislation LGBT non-discrimination. We saw in Bostock this last summer that employment rights for LGBT individuals were uh, taken care of, but this would actually uh, codify those. And then we're talking about um, housing uh, and also public accommodations. Uh, so basically, you know, where the public is served, uh, accommodating individuals in those areas. So those are kind of the three areas that the Equality Act deals with. Um, and fairness for all, as you mentioned, they're dealing with those same issues. And what we're seeing, so there are many states that already have comprehensive LGBT non-discrimination legislation. Right. 27 of um, are currently lacking those. And so, again, this, these pieces of federal legislation are, are wanting to put together sort of a comprehensive approach. But and so, the mag- you know, if I may, you know, I know that the critics on the right kind of take this sort of chicken little, the sky is falling um, tone, that passage of the Equality Act is going to be really devastating. We have as you say, you know, a lot of our larger states, um, our coastal states, I'm in California and others, we've had these protections for a long time. The sky has not fallen. You know, the churches are still functioning. Our institutions are still functioning. So, you know, I guess where I want to start is why, you know, our position as Seventh-day Adventists is that 
the rights of all should be respected under the law, both religious freedom rights and LGBT rights. From a religious point of view, as a Christian, you know, why is that the position that we as a church have taken and some other churches as well? Right. Absolutely. So as Christians, we believe that everyone is an image bearer, right? And so all people are worthy of dignity and respect uh, and that we need to advocate for the civil rights of everyone. We don't just stand passively by. We're called to stand up for our neighbors, right? And so we do that. The Seventh-day Adventist Church does that both for the religious and the irreligious. We do that for um, individuals who believe differently than I than we do, different faith traditions. Uh, we do that for all races and creeds, and we do that for people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. And so, as you said, um, you know, the sky has not fallen in the states where those um, those LGBT non-discrimination protections occur. And the reason why they haven't, and this is our concern with the Equality Act, as it's currently drafted, is because all of those uh, state-level bills have religious protections included in them. They have been able to find that balancing act that we are, that you know, that we see in the Fairness for All legislation that says you can both uh, protect the civil rights of one community without stripping away the protections of another community. So I think you're hinting at, uh, you know, the answer to my next question, which is going to be what's wrong with the left and then what's wrong with the right. But on the left, it sounds like uh, they want the whole pie. Uh, the left wants to have protection for LGBT rights at the expense of religious liberty. Yeah, unfortunately. Is that fair? And, and I have to say, first, you know, using these terms left and right, um, is really unfair because there is no, you know, kind of unified boogeyman called the left or unified group called the right, right? No, absolutely. So we'll just say the Equality X proponents and those that are concerned with it, right? So we'll just sort of identify them in those ways. And so basically what you said is exactly right, is that the Equality Act as it's currently drafted, really, it does something much different than prior civil rights legislation has done, whether it's on the LGBT front or, you know, disabilities, um, any of these. And basically, it expands one protected class, but it then it minimizes another protected class. And that's the real concern for us and for, you know, for believers everywhere that we're seeing. And again, not only is it, you know, we're seeing this happen, we don't feel like it needs to happen. It doesn't, you know, in order to protect one, you don't need to minimize the other. And so on the federal level with the Equality Act, the way that it's currently drafted, it strips away something called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which again is used by most often by communities, by minority faith communities, such as uh, Muslims and Jewish individuals who experience religious discrimination. I mean, these are real situations um, that have nothing to do with LGBT rights. And yet that is a major component of the Equality Act is stripping away the ability to make use of that piece of legislation. So I gather, you know, there's overreach on the left, but uh, from the, certainly the Christian conservative movement, there is a digging in of the heels saying, we don't want 
any legal protection for LGBT rights. They're not supportive of a compromise and fairness for all. They're opposing the Equality Act. Um, what's wrong with the rights position? Well, I think two ways to respond to that, both from a sort of political response and also a spiritual response. Again, you know, talking about us as Christians, I think that that is probably a misplaced response as far as who we're called to be to our community members, to our neighbors, right? How we're called to treat our neighbors. You know, LGBT discrimination is a real issue. Individuals are discriminated against because of their sexual orientation and gender identity. And so right now in those states that do not have those protections, uh, someone can lose their, you know, be evicted from their home simply because of their sexual orientation. Um, as a Christian, that is just, you know, I can't stand for that, right? I think that that's an improper action. It's injustice. That's the exact right word. Yes. From a political perspective, the frustration that I have as far as sort of the, again, um, far-right perspective on the Equality Act is that they're not offering another alternative. They're just sort of, you know, maybe putting their heads in the sand as far as, you know, this is obviously a very real issue. It's not going away, but they're not offering any sort of solution at all. It's just, you know, we're against this piece of legislation. And I think that that is, um, you know, it's not a viable long term. It's not a viable response as far as long term. We need to be able to find a resolution. And so that's why the Seventh-day Adventist Church is supportive of the Fairness for All legislation. Because again, we, you know, not only are we supportive of it, we helped draft it along with a, a coalition of other faith traditions and also an LGBT rights group and really tried to, again, be respectful of both religious people and the institutions that they maintain, as well as LGBT individuals. So it strikes me in reflecting on these competing culture war positions, that there is actually something in common between the far left and the far right. And that is that each one has their own unique vision for the morality that should govern society. One is I'll call it a secular morality, and the other is a Christian morality. And both sides are taking a my way or the highway kind of approach that, you know, for the Christian side, the term Christian nationalism has been applied to the kind of the ethos that America belongs to Jesus. It's a Christian nation and Christian values should be enshrined in law. And so LGBT, you know, theologically, you know, conservative Christians reject the legitimacy of the gay identity and experience and the transgender and all of that. And so they say there should be no legal recognition of this. But, of course, that horse is already out of the barn and, and the barn door is in uh, considerable disrepair at the moment. So, you know. That's just where we are as a society, right? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I feel like that's inconsistent with the character of God as far as God doesn't force us, you know, as again, he's our creator, but yet he allows us to be able to honor him, to worship him, to serve him, to love him, all of those things that we're called to do, but we're not required to do that. And so I think when we live in a society like we have here, I think Yes, we're supposed to model a Christian nation because 
Christ gives us a free choice, right? He gives us that free will. So what I'm hearing you say is that for those of us as Christians, especially who believe in freedom, that the compromise position that respects the rights of both Christians and, and people of faith, Muslims, Jews, as well as LGBT, to live according to their own values and their own identity, that's really the pro-freedom position. Well, I think that makes sense for me. Yeah, I would say definitely. Well, this is, after all, Freedom's Ring, a pro-freedom <laughs> radio show. And uh, we try to, you know, we believe we value freedom. And, of course, this is the main event. We knew that when, you know, the government inevitably would have a shift from, you know, Republican to Democrat, that this issue would be back on the front burner. And so it is. And uh, any last thoughts on where this conflict is going? What is likely to come out of this Congress? Is the Equality Act, you know, pull out your crystal ball? Is it going to pass the Senate <laughs> in, without compromise? You know, we have actually been having some really productive conversations with um, Senate offices, really uh, just being able to express our concerns with how the Equality Act would affect our organizations. As you know, Alan, um, Seventh-day Adventist Church runs the second largest uh, parochial school system here in the United States. It also has a disaster response organization, faith-based disaster response organization. Um, all of those entities would be affected uh, because they receive federal funds in various ways. They make use of federal funds in various ways. And this piece of legislation would actually, uh, at least on the higher education way, affect a student receiving federal financial aid, whether it's a loan or a grant, simply for choosing a Christian college or university that had sort of moral standards. I'm going to cut you off because we're out of time. We're going to have more conversations about the Equality Act and keep our listeners posted because this is a front burner issue. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.